Welcome to Reclaim Your Power, Inspiration and Reflections for Before, During and After Childbirth, a podcast about birth, getting in touch with our bodies and talking about things that aren't often discussed or that you may not find in mainstream sources of information, a podcast to transform the way you plan for and approach birth, moving from fear and uncertainty to empowerment and inspiration. My name is Fungisai, which means to remind, and that's what I aim to do here, remind you that the power lies within you and that it all starts with you. So, what is it that blocks us from reclaiming our power and robs us of empowered birth experiences or from experiencing having a gentle birth? What makes so many women have what can often be described as traumatic instead of memorable experiences? There are several reasons, but one of the biggest blockages we have is fear. Now, I mentioned the term gentle birth in my introduction. I can imagine when most people hear that, they think I must be talking about birth without pain or intervention. Although this, of course, can happen, this is not what I mean here. A gentle birth is where you feel in control, where you and your partner, if you have one, have been as far as possible because we know that sometimes things can happen very quickly informed of your choices and of what is happening and where you feel safe because you trust your caregivers and know the best is being done for you and your baby. Safety is a key word here and when we're afraid we do not feel safe and when we do not feel safe our bodies cannot relax and usually this leads to a negative birth experience. So what causes us to be so afraid? Why are so many women the world over afraid of one of the most amazing and natural things a woman's body can do? Something that we've been doing successfully over the ages, or else we'd be extinct by now. Something many women have done and still do successfully without technology and all the bells and whistles that we now have access to before, during, and after birth? I am not against technology and the advancements that we have made over the past decades, and I fully acknowledge and respect the incredible difference this has made for many women and their babies. But if we look at the statistics, it is or should be a minority of women who need this extra help. As long as there are no underlying physiological or psychological causes, the mind plays a very important role, the majority of women should be able to have a natural birth with little interference. So why don't we? What are we afraid of? Why have we become so afraid? We wanted to have the baby. We did the work to make the baby. Now we have this life growing within us day by day, this absolute miracle, and yet we dread the process that will lead us to meeting our baby. Why? This is what I want to reflect on today. I'm going to present two types of fear. Fear of the unknown and fear of the known. Fear of the known is based on lived experience. By this, I mean something that has actually happened to you, where you have experienced loss during pregnancy or birth 
or even after giving birth, or where you've had bad or traumatic birth experiences. These experiences may also have happened to someone very close to you, and you may have shared their pain and sadness, and this has led you to be fearful that the same could happen to you. Fear of the unknown is what I call fear that has been put on us, and this is what I want to focus on today. This is not to say that fear of the known is not important. It is, but I will devote a separate episode to it. Today, I want to talk more about fear of the unknown because I feel that this is what affects the majority of women and their partners. I mentioned partners because they can have a big influence on your experience and their fear can be transferred to you. This type of fear is what disempowers us and makes us hand over our bodies to experts who we think know our bodies better than we do, which can then lead to the fear becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. You are so afraid that you will have a bad experience that you end up having a bad experience, and this in turn becomes a reality or fear of the known. This can become a vicious cycle, and this is something we need to break. We may not be able to do it for ourselves, but we can definitely work towards doing it for the coming generations. I would like to emphasize here that both types of fear are valid. It is perfectly normal to be afraid when you've had a bad experience because you think it may happen again. And it's perfectly normal to be apprehensive about experiencing something you haven't done before because it makes sense to be a bit scared. It's fine to be nervous, especially if you're birthing for the first time. You're not sure what's going to happen to your body or how you will manage to push out a little person through a very small space. However, when this fear starts to overwhelm you, to consume you, to take away your joy and your excitement, when all you focus on is what you're afraid of, then that's a problem. Then fear of birth becomes a clinical condition called birth anxiety. What causes this and why is something that ultimately should bring us joy be approached with so much dread? For me, there are two reasons for this that I will reflect on. The first is how society portrays birth, and the second is the medicalization of birth. How society portrays birth is extremely disempowering for women. The scenarios that we see portrayed in the media, on the internet, and the stories people tell us about their births scare the hell out of us. The unknown becomes this horrible, terrifying thing that we have to endure, where we prepare to suffer or find ways that will help us through this birthing ordeal so that we don't suffer too much. We only focus on the end product. If I can just make it through the birth, if the birth can be quick, if they'll let me have a cesarean or an epidural so I don't feel anything, then I'll be okay. We forget that this is a process that started with a decision to have a baby, with making love in order to make this baby, which hopefully was pleasurable, carrying this baby for approximately 40 weeks, and now to the grand finale, giving birth. Instead of looking forward to that amazing part, all that's experienced is dread. This is disempowerment. We give away our power by letting fear consume us. So, as I said earlier, fear of the unknown is fear that is put on us. If all you were told was that you will give birth and that it will be painful, but this is natural because your body is working hard and the pain has a function, told that you were amazing, that you are strong and your body was made to do this, would you be afraid? 
So why are we not always told this? And who puts the fear on or in us? Sadly, it's usually people who are close to us. Family, friends, colleagues, and almost always other women. We do each other a disservice here. I've been in many situations with groups of women where a pregnant woman is pregnant, usually with her first baby. First, we start off positive. Congratulations, when is the baby due, etc., etc. And then without fail, the conversation turns and the other women start to share their birth stories. And usually these are never pleasant. It's all about their various traumatic experiences, how excruciatingly painful and so on. This is unkind and disempowering. And many of us have been guilty of this fear mongering in one instance or another. It's almost as if we need to offload our trauma. And yes, sometimes we do need to talk about these experiences and share and feel we are not the only one. But when there is someone there who has not been through birth yet, then that is not the place to offload. If you had a bad birth 10 or 15 years ago, it's time to let it go. Move on. Focus on the wonderful child or children you have now. This is one thing we can stop doing. It's better to keep quiet or give useful tips that helped you cope. There's always something, no matter how small. If you have nothing useful to share, change the subject. Please do not disempower other women. Next, the media. Oh my goodness, the media. Who makes those movies? Who writes those scripts where the pregnant woman suddenly goes into labor, her waters burst and gush all over the place, she panics and starts crying and moaning in pain, everyone around her panics, they rush to the hospital, where she's put in some sterile looking room, where she continues moaning and squaring and screaming all the time lying on the bed on her back, when she's eventually ready to push, still on her back, her face is all scrunched up in concentration, pushing while the midwives, doctor, partner, etc. all tell her to push, push, push. If that has been your birth experience, please send me an email because in my experience as a doula, I have never witnessed such melodrama. Yes, it's fiction and it's supposed to entertain, but as far as I'm concerned, it takes something sacred and makes it into a parody without a disclaimer to say that no women were injured in the making of this movie, episode, series, etc., This is not a true portrayal of childbirth. This presentation of childbirth misinforms and sows doubt and fear. It portrays women as weak, out of control, as victims at the mercy of their bodies and who need the good, strong doctors to rescue them. This is not who we are. This leads me to the second cause of fear, the medicalization of birth. As I said earlier, The advances in medicine are amazing and have decreased both child and maternal mortality rates incredibly. So I'm not against medical intervention. What I am against is the treatment of childbirth as something pathological, as an illness that needs hospitalization. Hospitals are for people who are ill, who need treatment. Women should only give birth in a hospital when there is risk to the mother or the baby or both. But apart from that birth does not belong in a hospital, and I'm sure this is controversial, but this is my standpoint, and you're welcome to disagree with me. I'm not saying that all women should give birth at home. No, this is neither practical nor desirable for many women. But I think that women should give birth in birth centers or birthing units separate from hospitals and run by midwives, where they can be nurtured and where the sacredness of birth can be celebrated. 
Some hospitals have these units, and they are usually a bit separate from the main hospital and furnished in a way that is homely, warm and welcoming, so you almost feel like you're at home. Here in Bergen, the maternity section is housed separately from the main hospital, but within the hospital grounds. And within this building, there's a section called the stork, which is more like a birthing center where women can have non-invasive, natural and non-medicated birth. As a doula, I've been there several times, and it's a lovely, peaceful environment run by midwives. If there is need for intervention, birthing woman is then moved downstairs to another section, which is not so cozy, with bright lights and medical equipment everywhere. As a doula, I've experienced the difference in these two spaces. Some years ago, I was supporting a couple, and we started off in Storken, and everything was going well. The midwife was lovely, patient, and gentle, and then we had a change of midwife. The energy changed, and to cut a long story short, we ended up having to go downstairs to the other section. I really felt the shock of the change of environment from a nice, cozy room with dim lighting to harsh, bright lights in a very sparsely furnished, unwelcoming room. As you can imagine, my clients did not have a pleasant birth experience. When we give birth, we are highly sensitive to our environments, something that is not often taken into account in these medicalized environments. They are purely functional, and these cold, clinical spaces give an impression that this is a space where something is expected to go wrong. There is no consideration of the fear and anxiety this may cause the birthing woman. People have often told me I am brave when I tell them that I chose to give birth at home and to not have pain relief. I'm not particularly brave. I don't have a high pain threshold. But what is important for me is to feel safe and in control. I've been lucky that I have been pretty healthy in all my pregnancies, and so home birth has been an option. But what helped me in the two empowered gentle births that I have had was that I was informed. I learned how the body works. I asked questions of my healthcare providers. Both these pregnancies started with a lot of fear because I had had a miscarriage before each pregnancy. But by the time I got to the birth, I was okay. I was positive, looking forward to the experience. I knew that I couldn't control everything, including the outcome, but I prepared as best as I could, both physically and mentally. I attended antenatal classes. I read a lot about what happens during pregnancy and birth. I found some great websites with good, clear information. I knew that I would be at home in a place where I feel safe, where we had everything prepared. I knew that I had competent and kind midwives who were used to supporting women giving birth at home, that they would watch the progress of my birth without unnecessary interference. I fully trusted that if there was a problem, they would know and an ambulance would be called and I would be transferred. And I knew from what I read that it is very rare to lose a baby at a planned home birth. The chances are higher, believe it or not, in a hospital. I knew that the midwife would be focusing on me and me only. She wouldn't have to leave the room for long periods of time to check on several other birthing women down the corridor. I knew that my home birth midwives would not need all sorts of machinery to monitor my progress. All they had to do was watch me and listen. They're experienced, alert, and have developed the instincts to know when something is not going as it should, and they're always cautious. I have so much respect for these midwives, and I honor them for being still in touch with their craft and truly living up to their vocation, midwife, which means with wife or with woman.
I didn't fear because I was empowered, I trusted, and I was safe. I know not everyone can have a home birth or the type of experience I had, but you can still have a gentle birth. So what can you do to face and deal with this fear of the unknown? As a society, we need to change the way we portray and speak about birth. This is not to deny that bad things happen and that it's important to be aware of risks, but that should not be the focus. Prepare yourselves by choosing to read, watch, and listen to birth preparation information sources that empower and do not fuel fear. Pay attention to your instincts when you read, watch, or listen to something If it makes you afraid without empowering you in any way, then stop reading or listening. Protect your space. Choose carefully and mindfully what you expose yourself to. Your birth experience will usually not go as you expected, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You can't 100% plan for it, but you can still face it with the confidence that you have prepared yourself, your mind is in a good place, You are aware that challenges can arise, but you trust that you will be taken good care of. You have a voice and you will express your needs either directly or through your birthing partner. And by saying to yourself, I will be okay. And yes, you will be okay. So I encourage you to reflect on what you're afraid of, why you're afraid and what you can do to help yourself deal with this fear. Is it fear of the known? Or of the unknown. Remember, each birth is different. And if your first one was difficult, this does not necessarily mean that the next one will be difficult. What do you know now that you didn't know then? And what can you do about it? Talk to your healthcare provider if necessary. Get the support you need. Go for an antenatal class. Make sure it's a good one. If you feel you need the extra support, hire a doula or ask someone close to you and that you trust to be there to support you and your partner. Being empowered doesn't mean being tough and going at it alone. Being empowered means having the courage to ask for the help you need. We are all different and need different types of support. Find what strengthens and empowers you and go get it. Find the strength within you and take your power back. My next episode will be Love Your Body, Love Yourself where I'll talk about taking care of yourself during pregnancy. I hope you'll join me. Thank you for being here, for listening. This is Fungi Sai reminding you to reclaim your power.